0: I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Possible, always with the brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and your favorite two black runners coming at you every single two black two.
1: Sweet. A in a in a sweet sweet and it's sweet like sweet yo it's
0: crazy <laughs> it's crazy we really really in here bro like this is big time i feel like i'm at the dallas cowboys game i'm in jerry world like right. the <laughs> i'm in phil knight world you feel me yeah. <laughs> most definitely at the moment and we uh we, we should just get into it bro we got nike outdoor nationals we're doing our thing here with NS- N- nsaf i'm sorry it's been it's been a long day you feel me? it's the end of the day of the four-day meet that the guy to our right put together and with the help of a lot of amazing people if one is joining by join us in right now but josh Rowe as well on a, on the podcast t on here for a second too doing her thing. Hello. y'all know her but uh let's start here let's start here because they know us obviously we're two black runners we're on the two black runners podcast they know t because t been here about talk. Like four times now she's, she's lucky you know but then she's regular on your, yeah, on yeah. Your- <laughs> <laughs> but youtube they don't they don't know you guys the people behind the scenes of so many big events uh, what the reasons for some of the athletes that been, I want, I want to say the reason, because it is Father's Day, we know we got the fathers out there and everything. But then the, the really big supporters and implemented and like been able to provide avenues for some of the greatest U.S. athletes and all athletes around the world that we have seen today. Could you guys just introduce yourselves to the people? Yeah, sure.
2: So I'm Josh Rowe. Um, I'm the new CEO of the NSAF, and I have the distinct pleasure of working with Joy.
3: I'm Joy Kamani. I am the Chief Operations Officer for the NSAF. And I've been with the NSAF for, uh, since maybe 1999 or 98, perhaps. Um, Part-time recruiting and then moved into a full-time role about maybe 15 years ago when I gave up my law practice. Because this is a lot less stressful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But also like, so there's a lot of national championships, you know, going on this weekend, but NSAF this is where the real national championship is i'll say it for you, y'all Thank but you. for for the people watching like we were just at um a reception for jim spears who was who is now uh, moving on and you're taking over his spot and i was just like wow this is a real family this is a community and from the get-go from what i saw this weekend it is all about the kids and giving them that moment but i want to hear from y'all so they can know like What does NSAF stand for? What is the mission? Josh, you want to take that one?
2: Sure, sure. So it's a mouthful, Uh, the National Scholastic, so Big Nation Kids Scholastic Athletics Foundation, right? So athletics track and field, and we're we're a nonprofit foundation. So the sole purpose is provide opportunities for kids to advance uh, in the sport and in life. So, um, I like to say our mission is to create world class, lifelong experiences for kids and give them opportunities to succeed. Uh, Again, not just on the track, but off the track. And we have as many, we have way more success stories actually. And everyone hears about the success stories the gold medalists and you know, we've had over 400 Olympians come through our programs and almost 200 medalists at the Olympics come through our programs. But there's thousands of kids that are now doctors and lawyers and heads of businesses mm-hmm. and- Teachers. Teachers that, that lives changed because the experiences they got through these programs.
1: And Joy, you've been here uh, for, with this team for a very long time too. And like, what, what inspired NSAF to really like jump off and what do you think has really kept it going all these years?
3: Just basically the commitment to the athletes. Um, And I came up in track and field as a high school athlete back in Barbados and a national athlete in Barbados. Um, My children all ran track here. I worked with track clubs, I coached. And you always hear people say, oh, this is all about the kids, this is all about the athletes. And so many times, that's just words. For this organization, it is sincerely meant and sincerely manifested. Really and truly, this organization is about the athlete, is about the young high school scholar athlete. Mm-hmm. And everything that we do is based fundamentally on that.
0: Could you give like examples? Because like, I think that is very true. People always say it's about the athletes, it's about the kids, yeah. you know, and that can all be talk a lot of the times. But then putting it into, that, into action consistently is something that's hard to do. What are some of the things that NSAF now, has done? This is really a non
3: profit organization. So funds that we raise from meets like this go directly back to athletes. Mm-hmm. So I give
2: the example of the kids that you guys saw at the national meet that weren't going to world juniors, going <laughs> to juniors, and we made sure you got the juniors yes. and they went on and set a world junior record. Tell sure that story. Enough. It's oh a perfect that's, example that's a of what the foundation's story. all about.
3: So many times, especially back in the olden days. Um, We would have this meet, Mm -hmm. and there would be athletes that just shone through. And we would say to them, hey, are you going to Nationals next weekend to try out for the junior team? And they'd be like, huh, what? What's that? Yeah. Right? So we had these three young men. Um, One was from Houston, one was from Port Arthur, Texas, and one was from New Orleans. And, I mean, there were standout athletes that should have made the junior team, should have been competing there the next week. And they had no idea the meet even existed. Wow. And this was all last minute now, you know how you can't find airline tickets. I think the, uh, the, the meet that year was at Stanford, maybe, yeah. and so happened we had a board member who had an inside track to USA track and feel and can get anything done. Entries had closed, declarations had closed. He was able to get them entered. And now came the task of getting them out from their hometowns to the meet. At that time, we had an airline sponsor that gave us certificates. Mm. And I think we used at least two or three tickets on each one of those kids. They flew from, like, Houston to Charlotte, and then from Charlotte maybe to San Francisco, and then from San Francisco down to San Jose or wherever the meet was. And they got there, and we said, okay, where are you guys staying? Uh, <laughs> okay. We found them a place to stay, made sure they ate. We shuttled them back and forth from the meet, mm-hmm. and they all made the team. They made the relay team, the four by one relay team, and we got down to Jamaica. Now you know yes. when you go to Jamaica with a four by one relay team, you' better <laughs> be ready <Yum>. right <laughs> They shone out. I mean, it was amazing. they not only won, they set the new junior record wow. in that event and uh I mean, it was like the
2: week before. They didn't even know about <laughs> the meet. Didn't
3: even know about the meet, right? Meat. And that's <laughs>
2: what the foundation's all about. It's yes. Providing that—that's what opportunity means, right? Yeah. Giving these kids opportunities, and it yeah. changed their lives, mm-hmm. right?
3: All, they all went on to college.
0: And yeah. I, I sounds like it. a Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: sure, sure. <laughs> I get chills when thinking about it still because it was just so incredible. And the meet in Jamaica—I don't know if you've ever seen a meet in, in Jamaica. The stadium was packed. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even walk down the aisles. People were climbing the walls trying to get into the stadium. It was yeah. so phenomenal. That's an experience that will never, ever forget. Yeah. Never, ever, ever.
1: And I'll even say for ourselves, too, we appreciate the opportunity as content creators to be here and to help those kids have that moment. But T, you've been working with the NSAF this whole entire year. What's it been like for you to just have the opportunity to work with them?
4: It's been a blessing. Like, I can't even lie. Like, life-changing blessing. Like, they support any crazy idea or anything i bring to the table like they they stand behind me like indoors nike Nationals where my first meet with them and like every 5 minutes someone will be telling me like good job like good job and like that means everything cuz like you know sometimes i don't know how i'm doing like i'm just doing it so like they support me and like have my back beyond any any program that i can imagine like they have a special place in my heart forever for sure she's all she's also
3: drinking water now <laughs> so you should drink water when she first came? get her
2: hydrated Time to grow up, T, time to grow up. <laughs> yeah. But
1: um, Ross, too, you have done, like, so many things. Like, you you did Border Clash. You started NXN. I think you had some hands on the Brooks, Brooks Race. You've done all of that. So, like, I know that was top of mind for you to, like, bring in these people. What is, like, the future of, like, high school track look like to you right now?
2: Yeah, you know, it's about when we, it's the same mission that, that Johnny Truax and I had when we started the Border Clash in NXN, is we want these kids to feel like basketball players and football players feel like when they go to their sports, right? Mm-hmm. Those sports are big time for mm-hmm. them. Like, why can't we yeah. make track big time, yep. right? And so showcasing these athletes, making sure that bringing in people like you to help showcase these athletes, and Joy and I don't have all the answers, right? Mm-hmm. But, but our job is to make sure we're connecting people that do have answers with these kids, right? And just mm-hmm. listening. And, and trying new things and trying to be innovative and trying to, be, trying to connect with these kids. And it's all rooted in opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And making mm-hmm. sure kids have opportunity at any level and just trying to stay fresh and trying to stay innovative and relevant, relevant yeah. and mm-hmm. trying new things. Because if, if, if we don't, who will, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And if we don't keep changing the sport and innovating the sport and, and bringing people in and we rely on someone else, who knows what's gonna happen, so.
3: We like to listen. Um, we learn when we listen, and when we listen to the youth that we serve, then we get better at serving them.
2: Whether mm-hmm. well, it's marketing, you know, and like you guys, I love any ideas you guys have, raise your hand, let's try it, right? Yeah. Whether it's a new type of race or a competition, and one of the beauties of what we do is we're not beholden to any. We're not beholden to USA Track and Field or a state association. Like, we run this thing, we can do whatever we want, Yeah. right? And it's, it's a really cool yeah. proving ground say, so, okay, let's try something new, and it's, and it's our decision, right let's take a quick break from our podcast give a
0: quick word from our sponsor
2: and it's really crazy that we are already a
0: month away less than a month away from the world championships and this week we'll be at USA's seeing all these people submitting their self for their next stop Oregon this summer 2000 of the world's best track and field athletes will compete for titles at the first ever world athletics championships on US soil doesn't get any better than this you're going to to be a part of history so get your tickets now at worldchampsoregon2022.com and be there at hayward field at the university of oregon through july 15th through the 24th get your tickets now at worldchampsoregon2022.com we will see you there and that's what you guys did this year with the long jump showcase mm-hmm. and the javelin showcase and you guys don't know that's pretty much they had uh preliminaries with like a normal long jump or, or javelin would be you get three three um, i'm about to say volts I'm, my mind is all like, black <laughs> but you get like three throws or three jumps right ahead and then they put together a seed of eight people and then we had just like ncaa tournament bracket or nba finals or something like that had like one versus eight two versus seven all the way down the list until we got into our final matchup wherever it was and first one the long jump we had the number one seed get the winner then the javelin we had our number six seed get the winner. So we got to see like the true excitement behind it. How do you feel like that was really different and really how do you f- feel successful it was for just the, the, the meet in general?
2: I mean, I, I have a point of view. I would love to hear, Joy, your point of view and T. I mean, you were right yeah. there, you guys were right there in it. what did you guys think?
3: Kids loved it. They did. Yeah, the kids they did. loved it. And they didn't just enter it just to make make sure they were safe to move on to the next round. I mean, they really gave it everything.
0: Yeah. I agree.
4: Yeah, they loved it. Like, they were excited. Like, they were, like, clapping. Like, some of those girls never did the clap in Javelin. Like, they were so nervous to do it. And, like, they kind of got the confidence because, like you know, the atmosphere just gave yeah. that vibe and like, they loved it and like, the guys were like, yeah, I hope y'all do this next year. Like, I'm gonna win it next year. I'm winning the showcase next year. Like, they're looking forward to it. Like, I feel like that's gonna change the way that we see field events in the future. Like, I'm praying that maybe like, other meets will catch on and try to um, do a showcase too. Oh, that's just all right, T. They don't have to. They <laughs> don't have to. We got it, it's our thing. it's our, theme. It's our <laughs> thing. Never mind. it's
2: our thing. You know, we're one here. of the cool things about it, we're talking to the long jump guys afterwards was they went all out every single attempt, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. There was no coasting,
4: mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah. You got to perform now yeah. or you're going home, Yeah. right? So it mm-hmm. just changed the mentality. Like I got to bring it every attempt. Mm-hmm. And that was cool for them. And they had like this adrenaline rush every single time down the down the runway. Uh, and so that was cool to see that mentality and that fire come out, right? Because mm-hmm. just in a normal competition, you're just going through six, you know, yeah. next round, next round, next round. There's not a lot of fire in there, not adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? And this this helped provide that adrenaline for those kids. Yeah. And I think they, re- they responded.
3: And it brings it to the audience. Yes. So often field events get lost. Yeah. Um, everyone's commentating on the running and, and the field events just get overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So this was good for that.
0: And I really feel like too it relaxed a lot of the athletes, and it relaxed them and had them perform the best performances they ever had. Let the PRs just yeah. like I'm gonna go out here, just have fun. Yeah. I really think it's like it's like backyard, you know. You're in the backyard, like I'm gonna throw farther than you. I'm gonna jump farther than you. Just put and your let's mark see. down
1: and be like, can you jump farther than this? And then you yeah. go, and it's like, well, I could, I could take it to a next level. Yeah. So really, yeah. just
0: having fun like with the competing, and that's essentially what you want to do, especially at such a young age like what yeah, you are in high school.
3: And that's, that's a great point because we tend to lose athletes, especially mm-hmm. as they enter into high school. We lose them to other sports because it's just not enough fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much pressure on them to perform, but when you have events that break up the regular events and make it fun, then we have a better chance of keeping them, which means great things for us down the road as they grow up and go toward that Olympic level or they go – in their lives, they take that discipline and commitment and all those wonderful things they learn as student athletes with them into life. And um, that to me is so very, very important.
1: Yeah, one thing too, I really like about y'all's program is when we were in the meeting as well, like a lot of people are a lot lot older, you're a lot older than than I am, but they still working. And that just tells me that (laughs) the work that y'all are doing (laughs) is very like, you get something from it and you really love what you do. Cause a lot of people might just wanna retire at some point, you know? But these people, they're not they're not just there to be there. It's like they actually really, really love really love it. You yeah. right?
4: gotta be hard to leave.
1: It took Jim about five years. <laughs> He's been
3: retiring for about at least five years. So. Yes. One more year. One more year.
2: <laughs> One more year. <laughs> One more year. <laughs> One more year.
3: <laughs> Jim, you gotta get us through the pandemic. <laughs>
1: Yeah. How
2: do you how do you rebuild
1: how do you rebuild that? Where do you find? I mean, I guess are we those people or absolutely? How do you
2: that? Yeah, you know it's funny how many yeah. young people. So one of our board members, Cello, um, she was an athlete here, mm-hmm. and then she got so into it, and she offered to help. And actually, she was on that. She was helping out with those kids, getting those kids to uh, Jamaica. She was on those. Uh,
3: yeah, Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she she was. Um, we we um, normally take a team of athletes, of twenty eight athletes, down to the Caribbean every year to compete and we pay for everything uh, and we take what we consider to be um, what we need to create an international experience for them such as when they go on an international US Mm -hmm. team um, so that when they do make those teams, they know what to expect and what to do with what is offered to them. so we take our sports psychologist, our doctor, our trainer, our coach, managers, and create that atmosphere. And yes, Cello was on the team that went with, she was one of our um, managers that went down with us to Puerto Rico a few
2: times. So Cello kind of went from athlete to chaperone, helping with the events, to volunteering at the events, to helping out with the awards, and, and now she's a board member, right? And she's yeah. an executive at Google, and, wow. and so it's just getting those kids involved. Like, I'd love you guys to stay involved, right, for yeah. years, and who knows? Maybe you'll take my spot. Who knows, right? <laughs> never, know. Um, never know. But never know. Hey, stranger <laughs> things have happened, right? We'll, so it's just, we'll train you up. <laughs> just bringing people, young people like you, because that's, that's the future, right? Yeah. And, and we got to embrace that.
3: We don't, oh. we don't see a ceiling on this organization. It's infinity, really. So we know that we have to keep recruiting and bringing people in to further it.
1: What is, the, what is furthering it? Because, too, because Josh, I remember you were talking about in the meeting yesterday about how, like, in that early 2000s on the distance side, we were, we were, we were terrible. And then there started to be this resurgence with Diastat coming out and Runner Space. Like, where we're at right now, just coming off of COVID, what do you think is, like, that next level for high school track and field or just, like, track and field in general?
2: You know, I, I like what mm. Joy said. It's it's infinity's the limit, right? This year, to make the – you know how fast you have to run in the mile right now to make Jim Spears top five in the country? You got uh, Under four. Under four minutes, yeah, right? Crazy. Like, it's crazy town, right, how fast these kids are running. And I think mm. just – keeping kids aware and giving them opportunities and making sure kids know and giving them the confidence to perform right Mm -hmm. and and i think um that's so much of it is how do we build confidence in these kids and how do we build experiences so when they go to the olympics and and these kind of things they're confident going into there and these trips that we do and and all these things it's it's opportunity it's confidence it's, it's all those things um combined with support right it's these kids need support and I think mm-hmm. one of the things we try to one of the the, the reason why I put these meets on is to support kids to get those opportunities because it's not free yeah. right yeah. And, and so uh, we need to raise money to provide more programs kids opportunities to get where they want to go
3: we have select meets around the country that we provide grants to kids to to go and compete Uh, It helps them get out of their own little area and Mm -hmm. see other competition It helps those meets to grow because those good kids attract in more local and regional athletes to their meets So it helps to build those meets up. Mm -hmm. We give development grants to schools and clubs during the year and uh, We have a javelin project a triple jump project. We have two cross-country meets. We take a team to Iceland We've been taking a team to Cuba, the first mm-hmm. American team to go down there since wow. way back when. And uh, we've been down to Cuba maybe three times, three, four times. We take our triple jump project down to Cuba for training. Our javelin kids go to Germany and Finland for training. Uh, first year of COVID, we were taking our distance runners to Norway for training and to to compete. <laughs> but
4: you know, <laughs> things no. happen.
1: T, so. did you know about any of this in high school?
4: No, that's what's so crazy. Like when I was in high school, I didn't even, I didn't really get a lot of these opportunities. I guess my city was just small. I don't know, like San Antonio, Texas. I mean, it's not that small, but you're like, right down the street from me. I don't know. I don't know how I messed <laughs> up. I mean, I think I'm, San
2: Antonio is like the 10th largest city in the America. So I don't know how small San Antonio that's is. That's I,
4: think, I think I was so caught up in like AAU Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. And I'm salty because like I'm being, like, I don't I don't really like AAU Junior Olympics. Like, you know, like, I don't really like that. So I'm like, dang, I wish I would have known about these other opportunities while I was in high school. Like, it's amazing. Like, that's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, I think the really amazing part is that you guys' mission is really, like Josh was saying kind of earlier, the fact of, like, trying to... Get people to stay here is just making it a big deal, you know, like having them make sure that they feel special, feel special here, and like doing things that are different. I, I was talking to Maka, and he was talking about the fact, just like the awards, like giving them awards and like not just giving wow. them the medal, but the flowers and the American flag, just like mm-hmm. if you're at the Olympic trials, mm-hmm. something, just yeah. something small like that makes yeah. the athlete feel special and it makes the athlete feel like just how a football player would feel if they went to like a Nike football camp of something of the sorts like they would feel special like man one day I'm gonna get to the league and that's not I'm not saying that like one day you get to the league like a mocking and that's a real feeling that you should have as a top athlete in the sport and to know that like dang like possibly I can be professional one day like I can see myself in these shoes and be able to talking the Cole Hawker just made to the Olympics after my mile and he's talking to me. That's yeah. things that like people, I think that's the key to growing track and making track bigger. Like making it inside of here, everywhere you go, like it's a big deal. It's not just an amateur sport that happens four times, for every four years, years. Yeah, It's yeah. like, it's a serious thing that people love and that you can get money from, you get energy from, and that you can find gratification from every three every day throughout your life so. and i
3: gotta say something about our medical team because we have the best hands-down medical team at any event anywhere in the world um, we have an orthopedic surgeon that's our lead medical we have an, a doctor from emory we've got a sports psychologist that is phenomenal has been to several olympic games and kids just open up to her mm-hmm. and we've got a full team of trainers and Chiropractors and massage therapists, so there is nothing that we cannot treat back there in that medical tent. They even have a portable ultrasound machine, so they can get right to the injury and advise the the athlete and the parent what to do when they leave here. So we are full service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We are full service on and off the track. Yes, Mm -hmm. they follow up with those kids that they treat once they leave here as well. Yeah. And Dr. Super. Otley has professional athletes and collegiate athletes that still call her for advice that came through our program. Yeah, I don't, I don't
1: think I've been to a track meet, or I didn't know, a track meet that had a sports psychologist there, oh, too. Yeah. Especially now, like, everything with, like, mental health yes. that we're discovering, too. And it's, yeah, that's really great. That She's we have been with us
3: probably about 15 to 18 years. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah that's truly that's really, that really is remarkable. But I think we're about to start closing up and wrapping up the podcast and everything did you have anything else like final final like questions Aaron
1: I guess final question I'm sorry I put you on the, spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put me on the spot like uh, that with the flow of everything but I'm trying to think of a big deep question but I would say you know a question we always ask every podcast is, for both of y'all, what mark do y'all want to leave on the sport of track and field? Well, before we do that, before we get to
0: the super okay, deep one, okay. We absolutely. always ask someone, this is the other
1: question we always ask sometimes who should we have on the Two Black Runners
2: podcast?
0: You guys, you guys know a lot of people, like you've seen a lot of people oh, run yeah, yeah, in yeah, track you, and Josh field. George got connects. George
2: <laughs> so <I'm just> <laughs> got connects too. We're, I think we need to help him out with Sonya. Uh, uh,
3: I, I think, think you young. should have Dr. Otley on.
2: Oh, she be because awesome. Because that is too. very, very relevant the right now. Yes. yes, with yes, all the amazing. things that
3: kids are going through right now with COVID and yeah. the lack of socialization from online schools and mm-hmm. the rise in suicide rates mm-hmm. in young kids, I think she would be a phenomenal guest for you. I really do. I think
1: that would be that would be phenomenal. Yeah. Do you, do you got anything else to add? You know, any other questions you have for for them? Oh. Uh,
4: how much water should
0: or
1: you
4: drink like, day? <laughs> <How> <laughs> take take a day? How much water should I intake per um, day? I just want to say, like, the highest human act is to inspire. And I feel like that's what y'all do. Every meet. I feel like these kids, they're inspired. Like, that's that's clearly what it is. Like, just like you said, like, coming off the track, my mile, and being Cole Hawker, Olympian, like, that's nothing but inspiration that's going to motivate them to want to do something better for somebody else, you know? So like, you know, just continue to inspire me and inspire everybody else. That's that's all I'm saying. You say. know, it's
3: it's interesting you say that because our development grants, a component of them is that they have to pass it on. So in order to get mm. the we give them 50% of the grant, in order to get the other 50%, they have to do a meaningful community project. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so funny. they have to pass it on.
2: I will say <laughs> inspiration. I love that. And I love what you guys are doing and all this new media stuff. And it's inspiring to me. I yeah. mean, you guys are connecting with people for that we've sure. never connected with. So I'm inspired yeah. by you guys too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And we love what you, we love what you all are doing. And it's a big know, love fest right here. huh? <laughs> I love fest. I mean, like, <laughs> we always say our podcast is uh, by the culture and for the culture. And within that, yes, of course it's Juneteenth. We're talking about our black, black pride and where we come from, but we're also talking about the culture of track and field. And what you all are doing is trying to elevate the sport, elevate these kids and, elevate a lot of black kids, you know what I'm saying? You yeah, yeah, yeah. try and get get these people it that are living is. on the margins into the right spaces so they can get to their fullest yeah. potential on and off the track. And you're building character within them, like within them, like what you said with the grants too. So like that's definitely why I was like we need to we need people, our audience to know about NSAF. I didn't know about NSAF when I was in high school either. And I hope that someone is watching this and they discover NSAF and they take full advantage. Of those opportunities, especially when y'all get back to it and start having your camps, and you know, kids going out of the country, like that's that's huge. That's wild. That's huge. There's there's generations of family that haven't left the country before. So I mean,
3: kids come back and their parents said, "What did you do to my child? (laughs) He is a whole. He's actually talking to me."
0: We appreciate you guys' time we appreciate you t even though you're regular but it's just special the <laughs> way we appreciate you joy and josh hey I'm, I'm down to do it next year if you well, want we
3: really we really appreciate your being here and being a part of our family so thank you yeah, welcome,
4: to, welcome to the family yeah
1: <laughs> all right so if y'all watch all the way to the end of this go check out nsaf underscore track on instagram Go to the website, NSAF.com, I believe.
4: TikTok, NSAF chat. T on TikTok.
1: T <laughs> on TikTok. All of that. Where's um, T? Where's T.
3: Tweeting track on Twitter?
1: Twitter. Yep. All of that. But anything else, Joshua? Nah, that's all We're I got. We closing out? That's all I got. All right then. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Appreciate y'all.